0: locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Welcome on into a special weekend edition of the podcast. As we talk about the player countdown series, we've been running here on the podcast for the better part of a month at this point. We are counting you down to BYU and Utah kicking off the season, or we are now just 81 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. And you're probably wondering, well, where was the poll, Jake? Where was the fan vote on this? There's not one to be had because number 81 is a retired number for BYU. One of just two numbers to be retired, never to be worn again by the BYU football program. That's in honor of the late Marion Probert, a great player for BYU who... Died in a plane crash back in 1965. We'll talk a little bit about what Marion Probert means to the BYU football program, even though it's been far removed from his untimely death. We'll get to that as well as some other thoughts on BYU sports, obviously, on today's edition of the show. With that rundown out of the way, let's get it started here. Weekend edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast begins right now. Insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this bonus podcast of the Locked On Cougars Podcast. This podcast is available everywhere. Podcasts can be downloaded and or heard. So make sure to follow along, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you think as well. We love getting your guys' feedback on the podcast as well. And I don't do a great job soliciting that as much as I should, but I do enjoy your guys' feedback especially on social media, but also you can do so via our show, uh, the reviews you can put up on Apple Podcasts. You can email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the email address. But regardless, appreciative of your support of the podcast. Now, we are just 81 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season, and number 81 in BYU football history is a retired number. There are only two numbers in BYU football that are not able to be worn by a student athlete. And I know that there's unwritten rules about number 14 for Ty Detmer, et cetera, but there are two that are out and out retired by the BYU football program, two numbers that cannot be worn regardless. Those are the numbers 81 and 40. And you're probably wondering, okay, why those two? Well, number 81 was the late Marion, Marion E. Probert from Hawthorne, California played for BYU in the early 1950s, uh, and he was a great player. There's no doubt about it. I talked about this last year on the podcast as we counted down the days to BYU and Utah kicking off the season. Uh, Marion Probert had number 81 retired in his honor. We'll get to more of that here in just a second. Eldon Forti, BYU's first All-American running back, had his number 40 retired. And that number's been off limits to BYU players in his own right. But getting back to the situation or the lore around a guy like Marion Probert, he was a great player. There was no doubt about it. He came to BYU as a what was considered then a, as a blue-chip product. There's no doubt about it. He had offers from uh, programs like USC and UCLA. Of course, being from Hawthorne, California, it would have been nice to stay home. But uh, after receiving offers from those schools, his father, Leo, and this is a, a release from byucougars.com, said that if he'd uh There were offers for him to pay for his medical schooling as Marion Probert had aspirations of going on to medical school if he'd attend a certain school, but he ultimately chose BYU because of his religious background in the LDS church. And that started his love affair, as the release said, with the school. Uh, he came to BYU in 1951, began starting right away for BYU, went on to be their first four-year letter winner, a great player, like I said, an All-American, a scholar-athlete, almost had a near 4.0 GPA at BYU, then went on uh, to be the, I believe, student body president, division commander of the Air Force ROTC on, cap- on, on campus, also captain of the football team. Uh, with Dick Felt his senior year there at BYU. So just a fantastic standout player. He turned down professional football offers to go to medical school at the University of Pennsylvania. Then he interned at LDS Hospital in Salt Lake, spent a year at Memorial Hospital for Cancer and Allied Diseases in New York, and then returned to be on staff at Cottonwood Cottonwood LD Hospital and LDS Hospital in Salt Lake City. Then, Marion Probert, His story really began at that point. He became just a great philanthropist, a guy who was not above anybody else. Despite his elite education... He was not averse to helping anybody in need. A cool thing about him is there's a story, he said, uh, Dick Felt told his teammate, he says he was just an outstanding person, and this is the quote from Dick Felt. He was a leader on and off the field when we played together. He weighed in at just 185 pounds, but to me, he was always 220. That's what it felt like when he hit you. Great story, but Marion Probert at just the age of 32 Perished in a plane accident or a jet accident or whatever you want to call it in 1965. He was actually on a chartered jet that was traveling or supposed to be traveling to Albuquerque, New Mexico to watch BYU take on the New Mexico Lobos, a game that the Cougars ended up winning, which won them their first on field division championship in football history. But the plane crashed around Camp Williams, or where Camp Williams is now, near the point of the mountain in Salt Lake City or the Salt Lake Valley. And all 13 uh, people on board, including Dr. Probert, perished in the accident. This actually plane was traveling from Salt Lake City to Provo to pick up more boosters, including then BYU, I believe, was it vice president or might have been actually school president. Ernest L. Wilkinson was supposed to be on the plane with them after they picked him up in Provo before this plane crash. But Marion Probert, just a, a man amongst men, at the age of 32, an untimely death. And BYU for what he did for the university, giving back, being a standout player on the field for the BYU football program, retired his number. And since that time, number 81 has been off limits to any player that would like to wear it. And for good reason. Like I said, Marion Probert, just the salt of the earth. Uh, 1965 is a long time ago, but I, I just... I can't get over how good of a man this was, and I know that a lot of you may know about the background, but maybe some of you don't, and I like to tell this story each year on day number 81 of this Player Countdown Series, and guess what? If we're still doing this a year from now, 10 years from now, whenever we get to the Player Countdown Series and we're 81 days away from the BYU football season, we're going to talk about Marion Probert, Dr. Probert, and I... I think this is a cool honor, and BYU easily could have said, you know what, it's been so long, let's unretire the number, let players, if they want to wear the number 81, do it. And to their credit, to the BYU football program and BYU athletic department's credit, they have never, ever, and I don't believe they ever will, allow the number 81 to be worn again by a BYU player, and for good reason. So, uh, a great story, no doubt about it. when it comes to dr probert and like i said just at the age of 32 to perish man you could have you could see and you read the stories about him he was an inductee to the byu athletics hall of fame in 1977 after his death but what he was on his way to doing in his life it really makes you think what if had he not perished in that accident but ultimately the, only the good die young according to the great billy joel right so big uh props and a big ups to the uh, Probert family. They've been longtime aficionados of BYU football. And like I said, Dr. Probert in just 32 years, really had a major impact on both BYU, the BYU football program, and just on the community around him. And yeah, rest in peace to Dr. Probert, because I think number 81 is a number that should stay retired forever. That's just my take on it. All right, coming up here in just a second, we need to talk about some of the other BYU sports news before we wrap up the special edition of the podcast. We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a request for you guys. If you don't mind doing so, if you're listening to a specific, Specifically, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. We need those five star reviews, five, excuse me, five star ratings. They really help get the podcast more popular in the algorithms that Apple uses to promote podcasts. But also, leave us a review. I mentioned in the open of this podcast, I love your guys' feedback. I need you guys to let me know what you like about the podcast, what can be improved. I can only do that with with your guys' help. So make sure to hit hit us up. Leave us a five-star rating as well as a review. Let us know what you like about the podcast. And a big thank you in in advance for your continued support of us here on Locked on Cougars. All right, just a couple of notes for you guys before we go on the special weekend edition of the podcast. Once again, a big thank you for your guys' continued support. And hopefully you guys learned a little bit about Dr. Probert. I think it's a cool story. I don't have much of a connection to him and his family, but just reading up on what he did in his 32 years of life, he did a lot more than a lot of people do in most of their lives in that short span. So Cool to talk about that. But a couple of notes before we go on today's podcast is I wanted to highlight uh, two players from the BYU Women's Softball Program for getting it done both on the Diamond as well as well in the classroom. And those are junior Taylor Williams and senior Riley Jensen McFarlane, were named to the West Coast Conference All Academic Team earlier this week. Five other players from the Women's Softball Program were named honorable mention status on that team, including Morgan Bevel, Brooke Hill, Autumn Moffitt, Aaron Mickles, and Aubrielle Paulson. So Big ups to the BYU women's softball program, getting it done. And that's, it's impressive for them to do what they've been doing. Obviously, Coach Eakin has got a very solid program. Is it 15 straight years they've been to the NCAA tournament? Of course, this past season was canceled in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, it won't necessarily count because it was canceled outright by the NCAA. But just a fantastic year. And BYU women's softball, they're a juggernaut in the West Coast Conference. There's no doubt about it. They're a very good team. But a big congratulations to both Taylee Williams and Riley Jensen McFarlane. Uh, Jensen McFarlane is now a two-time WCC All-Academic Team selection She'll be back to play out her senior season this coming uh, spring as her husband, Darius McFarlane, is a member of the BYU football program and just a sophomore. So Riley Jensen McFarlane, one of the greatest players in BYU softball history, will be back next year. And also Taylor Williams uh, split her time between center field and shortstop. It is her first honor on the WCC all-academic team, as she was previously named to the COSIDA all-district team. So a big congratulations to her, getting a lot done in the classroom. So congratulations to both players. And the five other players named honorable mention status on that team. It's not easy to be a student athlete and also get it done in the classroom and be an academic honoree. So congratulations to all seven players on a well-deserved honor. There's no doubt about that. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the podcast. Of course, we will be back tomorrow with another full-size edition of the podcast, back to our normal publishing schedule all week long. Ton of fun to be with you guys. And I Can't wait to talk with BYU sports with you in the coming days and weeks as you get ready for college football. It appears that BYU football is on its way. Mid-July is when they're supposed to start workouts. Fall camp is expected to start in early August. And then obviously 81 days away from today, BYU and Utah do battle once again in the Holy War game or what we like to call the church and state rivalry here on this podcast. All right. A big thank you once again for your support of the show. Follow us on social media, search out the show locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My personal Twitter feed. If you want to follow me, there is Jacob C hatch. And like I mentioned earlier, email address for the podcast, as always locked on BYU at gmail.com. If you'd like to reach out to us that way, love getting your guys' insight on the podcast and a big, Thank you once again for your continued support of the show. Make sure you guys have a great rest of your weekend whenever you hear this. And like I said, full-size edition of the podcast back with you guys tomorrow morning right here on your home for BYU Sports, your original daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, the Locked On Cougars podcast. Talk to you tomorrow.